Welcome to the Define Your Wealth podcast, where we believe wealth is about more than the money in your bank account. It's about living a meaningful and fulfilling life, one that allows you to focus on the things that matter most to you, whether that's building a business that impacts millions or having time to just exist. I'm your host, Megan Robinson. I'm a financial coach and accredited financial counselor candidate. I have a bachelor's degree in finance with a focus in financial planning, and spoiler alert, none of these things make me immune to bad financial decisions, which is why today I'm sharing with you eight quote-unquote bad financial decisions that I've made and why I don't regret them. So much of the personal finance rhetoric and resources today are based on shaming people into being quote-unquote better with money making people feel bad about their past decisions so that they'll do better in the future. And sometimes this works, at least to an extent, but bullying people isn't an effective method to create long-term change. In order to improve our relationship with money and to make long-term sustainable changes, we have to ditch the shame. And I don't just mean cut out the shame-filled financial content and money gurus that we see online, Because sometimes we are our own biggest bully. I used to talk down to myself all the time about my past mistakes. I would say things like, I can't believe I let myself get into debt. I'm so stupid. I even have a degree in finance. I should know better. But bullying myself didn't change my situation. All it did was make me feel ashamed and embarrassed and anxious And all that made me want to do was avoid my bank account at all costs. So we have to stop letting others shame us and we have to stop shaming ourselves. One way to do that is by rewriting the stories that we tell ourselves about our past financial mistakes. Something that I try to do is look at every mistake as a learning opportunity. Finding the lesson in a bad decision or situation gives it a more positive meaning It makes it an opportunity for growth rather than just a setback. So today I want to share with you eight quote-unquote bad financial decisions that I've made and why I don't regret them. My hope is that after hearing my experience, maybe you'll be able to see your own mistakes in a new light. So my first bad financial decision was taking on over $40,000 in student loan debt. So I feel a couple of different ways about this one. Um, Of course, I don't regret going to college. I had a great time in college. I met a bunch of people and I learned a ton about myself and about what I want and what I don't want. I had a lot of free time, mostly because I skipped a lot of class, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, And I was able to do things that I wouldn't have had the time to do if I was working a full-time job. So, of course, I don't regret going to college, but I specifically don't regret taking on debt to go to college because it taught me some really valuable lessons. It was the most debt that I'd ever had up to that point. Before that, I had had a very small bank loan to pay off a car that I bought my senior year of high school, but it was the most debt that I had ever had by far, and um, it taught me that I never wanted to be in debt again. 
and I've mostly been able to avoid having debt since graduating, but up to the point where I graduated college, I just thought that, you know, I'll take on loans and everybody has student loans. I'll just take them on and I'll pay them off quickly when I graduate and that'll be that. And I could have done that. But when I graduated, I realized that I didn't want to follow the career path that I had planned to follow. And I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. But having loans meant that I had to do something to make those payments. And of course, to pay for all the other expenses. But my student loan payments were more than almost any other expense that I had. And having debt made me feel like I wasn't entirely in control of my life and that I wasn't entirely free to make the choices that I wanted to. And I really did not like that feeling. So I learned through having student loans that freedom for me, time freedom and freedom to be able to make the choices that I want to make regardless of the money involved was just very important to me. So even though I still have federal student loans that I'm paying off, I still have $22,000 in student loans right now, I don't regret taking them on because I learned some very valuable lessons there. And because of that, I've been able to mostly avoid debt since college and make better decisions going forward. The second financial mistake or bad financial decision that I made was turning down a $50,000 job offer before I graduated college. Um, I graduated college in 2015, which was six years ago, uh, and $50,000 was like more money than I could even wrap my head around at the time. It was more money than my dad at the time was making at his job after working for more than 25 years in his field. And I say that because when I told him about the job offer on the phone, I was in, I was a little embarrassed by how much money it was. And he just giggled with excitement for me. And he was like, wow, you'd be making more money than I am. And he was just so proud and so excited for me. Um, but I... I turned down, even though my some of my friends and family thought I was absolutely crazy, I turned down this job offer um, that I got from an internship my second year of college. So I would have like, I was in my second year, I would have graduated college and immediately had a, a good job. Um, and this was like as a sophomore or junior in school. But I turned it down because... At the time, I, I've told this story on the podcast before, I think in the intro episode, um, but at the time I was doing an internship working for a large accounting firm in DC and I hated every single second of it. I would have been the most miserable accounting. Not that it's not a great career field, but I would have hated it. So even though $50,000 was like, just crazy for me to imagine at 19 or 20 years old, um, I turned down the job offer, the good paying job offer, which was kind of a pattern for me because the third financial mistake or bad financial decision that I made was turning down another 
$50,000 job offer a year after graduating college. So I guess a little background. Um, I graduated with a degree in finance, focused in financial planning, but I didn't really want to do financial planning. I did interviews and got a couple of job offers, but I decided that it just wasn't the right field. I was very passionate about personal finance, but um, more interested in helping people in a different way. I I didn't want to become a certified financial planner. Um, So out of college, I worked some part-time jobs and did some different stuff uh, while I was applying to other jobs. And one of the jobs that I applied for was this one for the office of the comptroller of currency and uh it was basically like auditing banks so it was another accounting type position very boring stuff uh for me personally not something i was interested in but the pro the application process was the whole thing like i did the application then i had to go to a testing center and take a test and then i had to do i had to fly to new york i live in virginia and i had to fly to new york to do an interview in New York City. And then, uh, yeah, I got, I got a job offer, um, to be, I forget the exact, like a, I don't know, I forget the exact job title, but it was auditing banks. And again, it was a second opportunity to take a $50,000 a year salary. And instead of taking that, um, I accepted a $33,000 a year job working for a startup (laughs) in my town. So I turned down $17,000 difference there in salary to take a job at a startup and be employee number four. Employee number one, really, because there were three people who started the company together and I was the first person that they were hiring. Um, But the other job, the office of the comptroller of currency thing would have required a lot of travel for me and uh, I didn't want to leave my dog (laughs) I didn't want for him to be alone or at like a doggy daycare or something so much because I would have been traveling like three or four days a week um and it also just would have been a really really boring job for me and I knew that the work just wasn't interesting. It wasn't inspiring. So a startup sounded exciting and it sounded laid back and I really liked the people. So I took that and some might say that that was a bad financial decision, but I don't regret it. Bad financial decision number four was I left my job, the one that paid me $33,000 a year, with no other job lined up. I had no idea what I was going to do. I just knew that I really did not like working a nine to five office job and that I didn't want to work in that industry anymore. Uh, The company that I worked for was in the defense industry. It just didn't feel good for me. Um, And so yeah, after less than a year of working there, I decided to leave I wasn't sure what I would do. I thought maybe I would pack everything up, move to Colorado. Uh, But yeah, I wasn't really sure. I had some money saved up that I knew would get me through a few months. Um, But I wasn't sure how I was going to make money. And this was the period that I went through where I ended up teaching online for VIP Kid. 
and doing some other side hustles and learning a ton of skills. Um, But yeah, at the time when I left, I really wasn't sure where I was going. (laughs) Not something that I would recommend, but that was my bad financial decision number four. Bad financial decision number five was a couple years later, uh, things worked out. I ended up getting another job. And uh, around the time I started working full time again for a different company uh, in a remote position, I didn't have a whole lot of money saved. And I took 3,500, I think it was 3,500, maybe it was 3,000. It's like 30, 3,500 roughly dollars. And I hired a health and fitness coach. And that left me with a little bit less than $1,000 in savings, um, which is not a super comfortable place for me. I, I, even though at the time I was renting and I didn't have a whole lot of financial responsibilities, I like to have a little more than that. But uh, it was really important to me at the time. So even though some might have said that I couldn't afford it, I took $3,500 and I made the biggest investment. It was the first big investment that I ever made in myself. After that, I ended up hiring business coaches and spent like thousands of dollars on other programs and coaches. But that was the first big investment that I made in myself. And it was really, really scary. But that investment allowed me to helped me get healthier, become more fit, get in the best shape of my life. Like even when I was in high school, I did a bunch of sports and I was very fit, but this helped me get in the best physical shape of my life and also develop way better eating habits and a better relationship with food and fitness. Um, Well worth the investment But at the time, it was very scary. Financial mistake number six is I left, again, (laughs) I left my $60,000 a year full-time job. This is just in the last year that this one happened. Um, But I, I, you know, ended up after quitting my, my job without having anything lined up. Like I said, eventually I started working for another company and I worked my way up and I I was earning $60,000 a year working full-time for this company remote and it was a good job it was a great job Um, but I left it for a $43,000 a year salaried part-time position and there were a couple reasons for this number one was I wanted to try something new Um, I just wanted to move into a different field. So at the time I was working as a managing editor for a website and I decided that I wanted to move more into project management. Uh, And so that's what I did. And I also wanted to work part-time. So the $60,000 a year position was full-time and it was remote, but I decided that I wanted to only commit to working part-time so that I could have more time to focus on other things like creating this podcast and running my business. Um, So yeah, I took a big salary cut. Again, I didn't realize this earlier, but $17,000 that I left on the table by leaving that job. Um, 
But I don't regret it because uh, it's given me more time. Time is one thing that is a huge priority to me. And it's given me more time and more freedom to focus on other types of work. And that's exactly what I was looking for when I made that move. And so I don't regret giving up that $17,000. The seventh bad financial decision that I made was buying my first house at 26 years old with no down payment and very little savings, which I don't recommend, by the way. (laughs) Um, So the story behind this, or I guess my reasoning behind this, the way that I convinced myself that this was a good financial decision at the time was, um, first of all, houses in my area are about the same, if not a little more expensive to rent like a full house or a one-bedroom apartment than it is to have a mortgage on that place. Of course, if you rent, you don't have the extra expenses of owning a house. You're not, you know, paying interest on a mortgage and you're not um, paying for things when they break and having to spend time and money on maintenance and all of that. But um, just as far as monthly payments go, Uh, It's about the same to rent a house or a one-bedroom apartment in my area versus to have a mortgage on like the same size house, if not a little cheaper to have the mortgage. Um, So that was the first reason I convinced myself that this was a good financial decision. Um, The second reason was that I was in a position that I knew I could save pretty quickly Um, I was still, this is a little out of order, um, but I was still working the job that paid me $60,000 a year. And even though I didn't have much in savings, I had a lot of cushion in my budget. I was just putting a lot of money towards other things like hiring coaches and doing other online programs and learning and development for myself. Um, So I was in a position that when I decided to buy a house within three to five months, I had saved $15,000 within three to five months of closing because I was living very minimally and I had the extra money to save quickly. And I also had side hustles and was doing other things to earn extra money during that time. So I bought my first house, 26, uh, used a USDA loan, so I didn't have a down payment and had very little savings, but I built my savings up very quickly. The third reason that I convinced myself that this was a good financial decision was because I knew that I wanted to house hack or rent out a bedroom or two in a house if I bought one. Um, So my house would be helping me to earn some money. And the fourth reason that I convinced myself that this was a good idea or a good financial decision was that I had never lived alone before. I had always had roommates. I had always lived in someone else's space. And I decided that I just wanted a space that was mine. Uh, And that's not the best reason for buying a house. Uh, Definitely not the best financial reason for buying a house. But um, I knew that if I were to buy a house, I would want to house hack. And so I would be making some extra money. Um, And at the time, right before I bought my house, I was living in 
someone else's house. I was renting a room in another girl's basement and I was paying $500 a month, everything included, like internet, all utilities, rent, $500 a month, everything included. Um, And so what I ended up doing is I bought my house, I lived here alone for a little while, and then I decided to get a roommate. And with a roommate, I was able to get my housing expenses um, meaning my mortgage plus utilities down to not quite what I was paying before I bought my house. So not quite $500 a month, but pretty close. I would say like $600, 600 to 650 a month, everything included. Um, so yeah, I convinced myself that this was a really good financial decision at the time. And I don't regret it because I did learn a, a lot of lessons and it's been a great overall experience owning a house and learning how to do house projects and going through the process of buying my house so I know that that what that's like um and I even refinanced my house since I've moved in I've refinanced my mortgage and so it's been a good learning experience overall and I don't regret it but I would not recommend this to other people (laughs) and um I would not recommend you buy a house with very little savings and no down payment for the record, but that's why it's on my list of bad financial decisions. Bad financial decision number eight. I stopped investing to pay off my federal student loans. This is a very recent decision for me. I decided like within the last month, that I want to get rid of my student loans once and for all. I only have federal student loans left, and as everyone knows, because of COVID, student loan interest, federal student loan interest has been paused, deferred. Like a lot of people, I used that time to uh, focus my finances in other directions. For me, I bought a house and saved up some money. But I decided that I'm tired of factoring my student loans into decisions that I make. Like, I know that I want to be able to go full-time in my own business at some point. And when I do that, I want my finances to be as lean as possible. And I want to not have to think about paying off any debt. Because starting in February of next year, I'd have a $300 a month payment hanging over my head again. So... Instead of waiting, I've decided to put all of my efforts into paying off my federal student loans. That way I can be more flexible when it comes to the work that I take on and when I can go full-time in my business. And in the meantime, the sacrifice that I'm making is I'm no longer making contributions to my IRAs and my brokerage accounts. And for me, that's okay because I think the burden of having student loans right now, I think it'll be worth it to temporarily pause for probably less than a year, I think is what it'll take me to pay off the remainder of my federal student loans. And I think that to me, it's going to be worth it to pause my investments while I get rid of that and then no longer have the burden of debt hanging over my head. For me personally, I think that's the best decision. So you've now heard me talk about eight 
bad financial decisions that I've made, my reasoning behind some of them, uh, why I thought they were important, and why I don't regret them. And the reason that I don't regret them overall is twofold. Number one, each decision that I made and that I told you about in this episode aligned with my values. And ultimately, that's why I made those decisions. Leaving a a job that wasn't in line with my values and choosing to pursue a different career, pausing my investments so that I can get rid of debt and have more room to work with in my budget so that I can go full-time in my own business sooner. Those are decisions that align with my values because I know what's important to me. And that's the beauty of being in tune with your values and why I talk so much about that on this podcast and why I have the Define Your Wealth workbook, which is free. If you haven't grabbed that before, you can go to goodbyetobroke.com slash podcast gift and download the Define Your Wealth workbook. Um, And that's the reason I made each of these decisions because I knew what was important to me in each of these situations and I chose accordingly. And not only did these decisions align with my value, the second reason I don't regret them is because each one taught me a lesson. Hiring a health and fitness coach taught me that I could do hard things and that I was worth big investments. And it also taught me how to take better care of my body. And I feel better today because of it. Turning down those job offers that were more money than I could even imagine at the time taught me that my happiness and well-being is more important than any amount of money and that I can trust my gut to make big decisions. And leaving my job without another job lined up taught me that I'm flexible and I'm adaptable and that I can always learn new skills and find ways to make money. Now, Again, I'm not recommending you make any of the same financial decisions that I talked about in this episode. I just want to share with you how the perspective of looking at these as learning opportunities has helped me change my relationship with money and it's helped me ditch a lot of the shame and embarrassment because I did feel a lot of shame. I didn't feel proud of most of these decisions when I first made them, I felt terrible about leaving my job when I first did. And I really talked down to myself about a lot of these decisions when I was making them, as I was making them, after I had already made them. But looking back and being able to have the perspective of these were learning experiences, something good came out of them, and defining what good happened because of each of these choices has really helped me change my relationship with money and my relationship with myself. And I'm sure that I've made way more financial, quote-unquote, bad financial decisions, but these are the ones that I could think of off the top of my head. And the point is, there's really no such thing as a bad financial decision. It's all relative and there's no one-size-fits-all approach to life or to personal finance. Of course, it is important to weigh the pros and the cons and to know the numbers before you make a big financial decision or before you take on a risk like buying a house or pausing your investments to pay off debt. 
But ultimately, once you know the numbers and you have the information and you know what your values are, all of those things go into making the decision that's right for you. And it's not always the mathematically logical choice, and that's okay. We get to choose the stories that we tell ourselves about our past financial decisions and mistakes. And I hope that you'll choose to see that in whatever decisions you've made, you were doing the best with the knowledge, the resources, and the awareness that you had at the time. And so was I in each of these decisions. And there's nothing to be ashamed of in that. All right, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for being here, for listening, and for inviting me into your life today and spending some of your time with me. Don't forget to grab your free gift just for podcast listeners, the Define Your Wealth workbook at goodbyetobroke.com slash podcast gift. That's goodbyetobroke.com slash podcast gift. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review and share it with a friend or a family member or someone that you think could benefit from it today. Thank you again so much for being here and I will see you next week.